You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by none other than Duggar's Famous Chicken and Wings. Food is one of my favorite things in life, and when it comes to Duggar's, there isn't much you can't get. Cold subs, hot subs, fried chicken, wings, tenders, hoagies, pepperoni rolls, and a hell of a lot of other munchies. The list just goes on and on. You don't want it all for yourself? That's great. Order catering for any party or gathering you might have and blow everyone's freaking socks off. Or maybe you just want to relax, which is great too. Order Duggars on DoorDash and you don't even have to leave your house. Or you could just give Duggar a call at 304-233-3155. That's 304-233-3155. And you can view the kick-ass menu at BigAssWings.com. You heard me right. BigAssWings.com. For chicken, wings, and more, head to Duggars and tell them the Pine Room sent you. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pine Rube Podcast. We are pleased to be joined by one of the most successful college basketball coaches this country's ever seen. Coach Jim Crutchfield joins us today. Coach, welcome to the Pine Rube Podcast. Oh, it's great to be back amongst <laughs> friends here, guys. It's uh, great to see you. My first time up in this neck of the woods. Uh, this, is, this is something special up here you guys got going yeah. on. We uh, like to think so. Coach, well, coach has done a hell of a job here, Coach well, Delbrook. That yeah, is. and you, you're making it even special being here, yeah. Coach. It's great to see you again. We haven't seen each other for quite a long time, and uh, all, everybody was really excited when uh, I pinned you down finally. We could finally meet up, and you made it here, and we really, really appreciate you taking the time to come yeah. see us. Excited to be here. Great. Coach, so this is uh, season number six, is that right? Season six coming up this year. We had one season at Nova Southeastern. We did not play right. at all. That so, terrible COVID year, yeah. Yeah. So this is actually year number five on the court. Okay. My, uh, year number six, we practiced uh, all year. COVID year. <laughs> Just uh, didn't play any games, all right? I had to get a little creative that year. I'm sure, and you're a pretty creative guy. So <laughs> I want to ask this question right out of the gate because it's been this is the number one question when, when Mark told me you were coming on, and it's, it's awesome to see it because it's been a while. But uh, do you still – do the subway pregame ritual where you guys eat the subway sandwich because that's that's that was always a successful thing at west liberty so we do a lot of that okay. however um i've broken from it a little oh, bit well you got better options down there probably and, and it wasn't so much me that kept that going as it was the players <laughs> you know uh we lost one year in the national tournament when i was at west liberty it was a morning uh, where we played a, like the 12 o'clock game. Right, right. We, I remember we, that. Yeah. We went uh, and had breakfast at the hotel. And our players saw our opponents getting off uh, the bus that morning with subway bags. And we got beat that year. <laughs> so, obviously, they, they were telling me that's the biggest reason we lost. <laughs> so, they wouldn't eat anywhere but subway. Now, you, you know, you guys all know West Live. We had subway every day. Every day. You know, I, anyway. I, I never for, Yeah, right, because it's right there on the campus. I'll never forget uh, Chris Morrow, how, how brokenhearted he was when you only let him get a six-inch sandwich. Because I know that was a – he wanted a foot long every time. But well, I, there's a story behind that. I don't know if you ever heard the Timmy Hosfeld story. I have, but these guys definitely haven't. Well, you know, it was a rule. Six-inch Subway sandwich, uh, no pop. You know, we, we had a specific pregame meal, and then after the game they could eat whatever they wanted. Right. But for whatever reason, we're down at D&E, and Timmy comes up to me at the Subway and says, Coach, can I get a foot long? Because I really, really am starving. I haven't eaten all day. I said, well, Timmy, do you think you'll play better if you eat a foot-long sandwich? And he said, Coach, I'll play. I guarantee I'll play better. Uh, I said, the only thing is, I'm going to let you do this, but I'm going to let you explain to the rest of the guys while you're eating a foot long, and they're all eating a six-inch sandwich. He goes, I'll do that. He had, he had no problem. You know, Timmy, he had no yeah. problem at all with that. Yeah. I, I thought he would say, well, okay, I'll eat a six-inch He's like, no, no, heck yeah, I'll explain to him. So anyway, uh, the bottom line was, he was one of the best shooters I've ever yes. coached. He went one for 11 <laughs> on the floor. So the word was out, yeah. don't 
ever. Ah, no more. Ever no more foot longs. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you listening at, at home, uh, uh, Coach Crutchfield coached at West Liberty. Now he's at Nova Southeastern. Uh, Tim Hosfeld, one of our players at West Liberty at the time, and Coach and I worked together during that time. Tim was one of the most incredible long range shooters you've yeah. ever seen in your life, Chris. You saw yeah. tons of his games. Uh, and nothing like him, and he was probably the smallest guy he's ever coached, at least in Division Two level. And he ain't a foot long, and he went one for eleven. So Don't ever stick to the six long. inch. Don't ever do that. for for those who uh, hopefully uh, we have a lot of people watching, and uh, uh, you obviously know the name Coach Crutchfield, and I'm sure you're familiar with his success at West Liberty. But I, I just want to read a few of his stats here. I mean, he's a very humble guy, and I'm sure he doesn't really want to hear all this. But I think it's important to know some of the things that this uh, this guy has achieved. He was two time. National Coach of the Year, three-time Atlantic Region Coach of the Year. His record at West Liberty, and this is this is just incredible: three hundred fifty-nine and sixty-one, which is an eight hundred and eight fifty-five uh, winning percentage. And his current winning percentage in all of his college coaching is eight forty-eight, which is the highest percentage of any college coach who has ever coached at least ten seasons, which is better than Coach K, John Wooden, and Adolph Ruppets. That's, that's pretty, pretty good ridiculous. company. That's Every pretty, time I read that, it's, 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 that, that, it's that just is, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I hope they're all listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> eight, Maybe eight, Coach K. Eight-time eight conference coach of the year, four-time Fafari Award winner for top college coach in the state of West Virginia for all sports. And uh, it, it goes on and on, but I think it's just – I just wanted to mention that um, that the, his success is just incredible and in, in the history of how this all started to coming from – Little old Cameron, West Virginia, as a tennis coach, correct? Uh, they had one tennis court in Cameron, and I bulldozed it over and made a basketball court. <laughs> uh, so I was the basketball coach at Cameron for, for oh, yeah. 10 years. They don't, they, they don't play tennis. <laughs> oh, Cameron. they didn't have tennis at Cameron? No, okay. No, but okay. you're right about I was a tennis coach at West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a very good one. For 16 years. Yeah. Uh, that, and that was enjoyable, too. Uh, yeah. I love did you tennis. Did you dual coach at any time, the, the um, tennis and basketball a couple years as an assistant basketball coach and one semester i was um i I was doing both the men's tennis and also i'd taken the men's basketball job so it overlapped by one semester. now now that when you you took the men's basketball job in what year i think you can remember that i I think it was 2004 and i think for 2004 2005 was the first season okay so so chris and i were talking about this and and this is one of chris's fondest memories Mm -hmm. of of you and how you got started is do you remember when we had that first cookout uh, at uh bartell and you had uh, shane maynard yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see who else did it? They were in a group. Oh yeah. my gosh, they were, they were all there. Danny Adam, Bingley was there. Bingley, Adam Benal. Southern, Adam Southern, yep. Cody Lockery. Yeah. We, we had and and there was some that, you know, when we talk about that recruiting year, that was an incredible recruiting year. Yes, we, we go through those names of guys like Adam and Shane and Cody and Bingley and Chris Benal. That's and unbelievable. Guys, they all were great, but we actually recruited about ten guys. There's a few that. <laughs> didn't cut the mustard. We don't ever mention their They didn't make it. They didn't make it. But that, yeah. that, that group of guys was just something special. And how you found those guys, and they all clicked and seemed to be the foundation of what, you know, what has transpired for you your whole coaching career. That sort, those guys were sort of the, mm-hmm. the foundation of the whole the beginning, wasn't it? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, you know, there was some luck involved. And uh, I, you know, I still remember – I've always felt like you have to have a strong guard to compete, a guy, yes. a guy to lead. I didn't think we had that, and I got a call from um, from Jay DeFrusio saying, "You know, hey, there's a guard here. I know you guys are struggling. You know, they were coming off a a bad three and twenty twenty three season, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the starters were gone. And and it, Jay called me and said, "There's a guy here. He he, he can't get on our roster. We got so many good guards." But you might be interested in him. And I thought, yeah, he, he's just giving yeah. me a bad player, uh, no <laughs> doubt. And I looked at tapes on Danny Bingley, and oh, I thought, yeah. he's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I actually remember, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my life whole changed. There was no more television, sleeping, eating. It was all about, <laughs> we, we need Danny Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. And the day that we signed him to go along with Shane Maynard and Chris Blair, who I know – uh, was underrated coming yeah. out of a, of a D three school, uh, but he he met what I wanted. And, yes, and yeah. uh, you know when when Dan Bingley came in, I I thought we're going to be pretty decent. You know we're yeah. not the team we were picked to be last in the league that oh, yeah. year. Yeah. 
Uh, I remember riding down the conference coaches meeting with Jay DeFruscio and him saying, I know it's going to be a tough year for you. And I remember thinking the whole way, we're better than you think we are. <laughs> you had him right where you wanted him, man. And, and if you remember, we actually got Wheeling in the in the first. We had him down twenty. They come back and yeah, tied us. We beat him at the buzzer, and Bingley had like yep. twenty points. Dan was amazing rebounds. in that game. Yep. Um, yeah, but I, when we signed Dan Bingley, I felt like we've got a team now. If you have a good guard like him, you're in games. You may yeah. not win games, but it's hard to blow you out. Yeah. So the first year we brought in really good players. Shane Maynard was as good as player. Yeah. As I've ever seen as a freshman come into this league. Where, yeah. was Incredible he, Beckley? score. Was he yeah, from Beckley? Beckley. 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 And I remember sitting there uh, watching him play in high school, and a couple coaches were saying, you know, he's he doesn't really fit a position. He's not a true point guard. He's not a true big guy. And, and I said, I think he can play whatever position he wants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he can play anywhere, and he could. You know, he could play oh, from yeah. one to five and – uh, I, I just felt like we were very fortunate to get Shane Maynard that late in the game. You know, it was almost yeah. June yeah. we signed and, him. And coach, did we have uh, who was left over from the previous? Corey McDuffie was he? He had, he was out of uh, with academic right. ineligibility. You did a lot to get him back. That's incredible. Uh, by taking every class I right. taught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between you and your wife, I think you guys yeah. got him. Uh, got him made sure he was going to class. That was part yeah, of part of the ball, problem. Coaching tennis, <laughs> coaching basketball. Chris, yeah, I don't remember much. But you remember that we were cook, we cooked hot. Oh, I yeah, remember we, yeah, could, we had to grow out there and just you know we was kind of you know meet the team or introduce yeah. him to his newest recruits. And that's I wanted to ask you about that, Coach, because when you were hired, uh, you, I mean that was a tough sell for you to get these guys. Come. Basically, all you had was a brand new building. I mean, you didn't have many leftover good players. And how were they, were you able to sell it to these guys? I mean, to, and you know, coming off a of three and twenty-four, and then I think what two twenty-one and ten mm-hmm. first yeah. year. I mean, it yeah. was a hell of a job. And and I remember people were questioning, like, who who's Crutchfield? Why why didn't they go outside the program? Who's this guy? <laughs> right. I mean, you shut them up in a hurry, but just the way it all came together like that, it's it's incredible how you pulled that off, and it just seemed like it all happened so quick. Well, and in all honesty, if I was a fan of West Liberty basketball, I would have said worst hire ever. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you, you hired the assistant coach off a three and 23 team and you hired your tennis coach. And uh, my dad right. heard a lot of that. Yes, yeah. he did. You know, and, yeah. and I'm, your, your father, Jim and John McCall, you would remind me of that saying like, when we started winning some games, yeah. they're yeah. like saying, uh-huh. You know, yeah. there's people that are, that are Those saying guys that. were very, very, very happy for everything you accomplished. But I did, I did not blame anybody for saying that. It's what I would have said. You know, why would you hire this guy? You know, I, I nothing behind me to say that and you know some things fell together chris i I just felt like getting Corey mcduffie eligible Mm -hmm. um getting chris blair as a transfer who i'm you know he was the 12th man on a division three team Mm -hmm. uh and, and but he was just right for us getting those freshmen in i was in a position and i still remember your your father said to me if you can just get through this first season, he said. If you, you <laughs> yeah, know, he'd be like, we don't expect you to win any games. If you can get through the first season, and then maybe start, you know, pushing up some recruiting after that. And and I thought, what a great position to be in. I'm talking about no pressure. Right. I expected to win no games. Mm-hmm. I know we lost an opening game to West Virginia Tech, and I was so disappointed. I was disappointed in the way we played. I was disappointed that we lost. I had been scouting them from the day I got the job. In April, all the way up to the game, I thought we're going to beat this team, and uh, we lost to them. We lost an overtime game to a team on the road up at, at, up at Shippensburg, right. and I was so disappointed. But the attitude from people like you guys and other yeah. fans, like this is incredible, yeah. and our players were hearing that, yeah. and we won a couple games. And even though we're two and three, everything was so positive. Yeah, and because I was doing some new things. You know, from a coaching standpoint, it's so much easier to coach guys when they believe in you. Right, and, absolutely. And if they're doubting you, or yes. especially someone like myself who's saying, let's go outside the box and do some stuff. If, if they're doubting you, you won't have success. But even though I was disappointed, everybody seemed to be very positive around the program. We're winning a couple games. We're coming close to beating some good teams that I thought we should have won anyway. And I was disappointed but everybody was so positive that the players were like, <laughs> yeah. we got something good going on. Yeah. And yeah. it made my job easier. And it has followed me. You know, Fortunately, as a coach, there's, there's certain things I've tried to figure out. Like you mentioned, I've won more than my share of games. And I've tried to figure out why. And I think the two biggest factors that I've had 
have been, one, I've been given a level of credibility. I probably didn't have it to start that year mm-hmm. in a way, but pretty soon I did. Yeah. That made it easy for me to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And players, you know, it's easier to coach when they believe in you, especially at the high school level, right. where it's tough to get that year in, year out. You know, and I've had good assistant coaches. Yes. You know, I've had Eric Bevere, Ben Hallett, Aaron Huffman, Jordan Fee. I've got Mike Chow. I've got guys that that really are are as just as big as influence as yeah. I am yeah. that are with me, and they believe in me and the players. And I've just felt like, you know, I've, I get the credit, and I've had assistant coaches that, you know, they're kind of forgotten sometimes. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, Coach. It was evident uh, early on in, in the in the beginning at West Liberty about how much of like a family group it was with the assistance to the players to everybody, and it turned out to be the community was into. It. Yes. I mean, it just got yes. bigger and bigger, probably sometimes to your annoyance about they bugging <laughs> you. And they, they, these players were celebrities, and you know we we came from a from a team that had struggled, and uh, all these new kids coming in, and uh, the way that you got everybody to just believe. And that excitement was was around. It was, you know, Chris and I going to games on the road and just all some of those some of the funnest times I had was early on there, right when you were starting to build things up and uh, getting to know the players and just how how lucky we've been uh, with the great people that you've coached, not just you know players, yeah, but Matt, just fantastic people. The same thing, parents it, it, we've met over the years, the, very uh, lucky. I mean, from his staff to, to I mean, in in the players that he recruited, I mean they're. they're you could go up to any of those guys and talk to them. They they yes. they were they had great personalities. They I think they really did appreciate uh, our support and the fans. And it, it was it was it was refreshing and it was easy to, you know, kind of adopt those guys as our own. And an enjoyable style that you, yes. that you brought in. Did you have any idea that, that that I know just talking to you before about it, and I'm sure you've been asked that question a million times about the style and the philosophy. Did you have any idea that it would work as well as it has? Just no. the up tempo and the pressure and. No, I, I did not. I, I and it, it was we we're going to do something outside the box. But again, you know, I'm talking to an athletic director who's saying if you can just get through the season, which I'm saying I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so I'm going to do. I didn't have that pressure to bring in transfers immediately. I didn't have a pressure to say we got to stay close in games. I had the freedom to play who bring in young guys that I liked. I had the freedom to do what I wanted on the court. It might be a little different, yeah. and you know. It, when you're a coach, especially in, in the in the game of football, I feel like a lot of coaches are afraid to go outside the box yeah. because yeah. if you try the double reverse pass and it doesn't work, people are so right. critical. If you, you yeah. run off tackle and get one, it's like just another play. <laughs> right. you know. And in basketball, a little bit too. You, you go outside the box, you're saying, you know, why are they pressing? Why are they doing this? And you know, if it doesn't work, you look more foolish than if you lose a game 68-61. Yeah. And, and, but I, I had that in mind. The last high school game I coached, we beat Weirton Madonna 105 to 102 <laughs> in a 32-minute in a game. So I, that's the style that I wanted to play. Right. That's the style I was going to push. But to answer your question, no, not not yeah. the kind of success that has brought about. Right. You know, it's West Liberty is still doing it right now, and it's working for them right. today. And it helped getting the pieces that you got early on, like you said, the, the, that recruiting class led by Bings, who was – just incredible. I always thought, I always felt like Dan was like the guy that got overshadowed on the all conference yeah, teams yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. And the, any of us that watched the games and were at practice and saw all the stuff, they knew how important he was. He was, because mm-hmm. remember when he broke his nose and some of those times we, we didn't know if we'd have him. Like it was just like a different mindset for the team, I think, when he wasn't out there. The very few times that he was hurt, but it was a different team. You, you may remember this moment, but we had, uh, he had had broken nose, then he broke his wrist. Right. At the end of, end of the season, right. senior year, and it said, don't play. But he had one doctor who said, you know something? If you break it again, we'll just right. fix it again. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And Dan was like, I want to play so bad I can't stand it. I'll just play. <laughs> so we played Ohio Valley without him like, the last game of the year and beat him by like six points on our court. Right. And then we drew him the first round of the tournament and brought Dan back on I the remember. court. <laughs> and we, off, we got off to a decent start, but about two minutes in the game, there was a loose ball diagonal <laughs> from our bench. And he, with a cast on a broken hand, just went diving full <laughs> out on the court and did what he does, tipped the ball to right. a teammate while he was airborne, yep. crushed to the ground, and the place went nuts, and everybody, including me, said, Bing's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Yeah, no, I remember that game. Uh, it, and, and Dan just made so many plays mm-hmm. for people that didn't see him. He just made plays that don't show up in, in stat mm-hmm. sheets and just uh, just so many little things within the game that, Coach, you would be able to – 
say more than it, than me or anybody else, but just uh, a pleasure to watch him. I, I really, really, truly loved watching Dan. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your uh, your Nova Southeastern teams and uh, what, what's what's been similar to West Liberty and when what's been a little bit different. Obviously, the weather and the weather, setting. Weather's <laughs> way different. Um, way more simpler than di- you know, very similar. Right. Um, I've got an incredible group of guys right now great you would absolutely love them awesome um, and jordan fee my man still down there with you uh, yes oh, that's great yes and, and he's had the opportunity he's been offered some head coaching jobs d2 yeah. but um you know he's waiting to push me out the door here <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, well, I don't blame him hey it's a good spot to wait in i'll yeah. tell you that beautiful um the players uh, we've got good players and their personalities they're just fun to be around uh-huh. you know these are the type of guys you know we're an easy place to recruit to so I have passed on a lot of good players that I felt like maybe they maybe they don't fit that mold. Right. Yeah. So I've had that luxury, and I've brought in what I think are good players. You know, and I think Chris, you mentioned those guys, how easy they were to be around mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that lends itself to winning when they're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely. Think there's, it, it brings a chemistry. We have that chemistry right, right. now. We had it last year. It, this reminds me a little bit of a year at West Liberty where we had the most incredible run. You met the 2011 team we were yes. talking about yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. And we lost off that team the top four scores. You know, we lost Corey Pelly, John Willisinchuk, uh, Jordan Fortney, Fortney yeah. Barry Schetzer. Jeez. And everybody's like, finally, it's over. And I thought, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> and I, I saw some yeah. practice every day. And I feel that way a little bit about we, we had a great year last year, finished 31 and yeah. 1. And, you know, we have lost our first team All-American. He was actually the national player yeah, in one yeah, poll. Corey, yeah, Corey, uh, yeah. Transferred D1. Um, we've, we lost uh, Nick Smith, who led the nation in assists. Five-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, way ahead of everybody in that. Kind of a Luke Dyer-type number. Right, right. Um, we lost our best three-point shooter. You know, three of our five starters, big-time players. But I have the same feeling I had after that year, like, we're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're we are reloading. You know, this is not a rebuilding year. We're gonna we're gonna have talent. We have guys now to play together. Did did it help um, having? Uh, I know Jordan and uh, Devin was down there with you for a while. Uh, did it help having those guys too to kind of build that up? And then David Dennis transferred down. Probably helped a little bit having guys that would been around it and uh, seen you build it at West Liberty. No, it helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a little bit. <laughs> well, good, because great guys to have on your staff and around the program. Luke, you had a question about recruiting. Uh, yeah, Coach, about. real quick. Uh, besides talent, like, what else do you look for in, like, just recruiting-wise, like, besides talent? Like, what are you, like, looking for? In a- um, you know, we, we look for attitude. Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, that I've talked to assistant coaches about that, that are important to us. One, we look for guys that when they make a mistake, yeah. whether it's a box off on That's the boards it. or if, if – you know they get beat off the dribble. I look at them closely. Then, like, how do, do they have that? That ain't happening again yeah. mentality. Or do they just like, Pal. okay, they scored on us, and it doesn't mean anything. Right. Now we now we got the ball. Um, those guys who don't feel it when bad things happen to them, I don't think usually turn out to be great players. Yeah, I, I, I want those guys that feel bad things and don't want them to happen again. So we look for that type of attitude. I look for guys if I'm playing. Uh, you know, down here on the playground and playing for money on on the asphalt, I'm choosing them on my team there. If I'm choosing them on my team there, I'll choose them on my team to play at Nova Southeastern too. You know, they may they may not be the right size, the right length, and everything, but you're you're going to win with them. Yeah. And, and and we go with those guys, and I go with guys that I feel like when we bring them onto our roster, there's no subtraction with the addition, and that's really complicated now especially in the transfer portal. Um, you know, we've signed a guy from West Liberty who I feel like he fits that mold perfectly in that, you know, Will Yoakum, when I recruited him out of high school, which I did, you know, and signed him when I was at West Liberty, I remember telling Ben, he is the kind of guy that's easy to play with, he moves well without the ball, and there's no subtraction to the other players, you know, and I felt that way still right now. It's not like because he may score a lot of points. When he comes on the court, other guys disappear. And we get a lot of calls at Nova Southeast about D1 transfers. They're saying, can you get me to the next level? That's what I'm looking at. We're not looking trying to get anybody to the next level. We're just trying to win basketball <laughs> right. games. So if a guy's been averaging 20 points a game, uh, that's interesting. 
but we're already scoring 100 points a game. You know, we want guys to increase our shooting percentage team-wise. And, and if he walks on the court, is one of my better players going to start to disappear? And, and you have to be careful. That's the chemistry issue we talk about, that when a guy walks on the court, not just a point guard, but anybody, sometimes there's an issue of subtraction. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful of that. So when I'm recruiting a player, we recruit a young guy from West Palm Beach, Ryan Davis, and I feel like bringing him aboard, not only does he not take away, everybody gets better when he walks on the court. He's got a hustle mm-hmm. type thing. He's not a point guard, but he kind of brings up a level of energy. And you guys all saw Alex Falk. All right. And no one, you know, he doesn't fit that bill. I signed Alex Falk at end of May of his senior Amazing. year with no other scholarship offers. And he ended up being the national Jeez. player of the year. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah. But oh you know, he's a six he's a six two and a half guy that doesn't have a good handle. Awkward passer, not a great looking shot, uh, <laughs> even kind of awkward in his movement. But when he comes on the court, everybody gets better. He brought a level of energy. Yep. To the court now, Ryan Davis, coach. He's the kid that was the was he the player of the year, six A player 6A of the year down there. Of the year. Okay, yeah. that's pretty impressive there. So yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here and uh, talk with you here a little bit more. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right, we'll be right back with Coach Crutchfield. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pine Room Podcast for updates, information, and highlights of past shows. So throw another log in the fire, get a refill, and remember: if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Pine Room Podcast here with Coach Crutchfield. Mark, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about with Coach here. Yeah, I want to back up to the uh, Mountain East Conference, actually, the West Virginia Conference at some point, right, while you were coaching, right? Yep. W- yeah. Yep. And Chris and I and Matt and followed uh, many, many games, many really, really good players, have a <laughs> lot of memories, a lot of fun stories. I, I want to ask you just – who, because uh, there's been some characters, as as you well know, in the in the West Virginia Conference Mountains. Who's one of the well, the, the biggest character you coached against? Because I would have a couple of guesses as who they might be that you coached against in in the West Virginia <laughs> Conference. Um, <clears throat> first of all, uh, I always like to have a couple guys I don't get along with. That's right. easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> <That's easy. laughs> so I, I I probably won't bring them into the picture. Yeah. Uh, I bet I could guess. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Terry Brown. Mike oh, characters. Good old Terry. Uh, just absolutely hilarious, crazy <laughs> really, as a basketball yeah. coach. Really good guy. Yeah. Really good guy. And I haven't talked to Terry in years. The last time I talked to him, I was on my way down to the beach house, and he's he was good friends with Bob Denver, Gilligan. Okay, yeah. And, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and he said, uh, yeah. I always say, well, what's Gilligan doing down there? And he goes, oh, he's signing autographs at the baseball games down here. And this is before he passed away, obviously. And so <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to get down to my beach house. I said, is there any chance you and Gilligan can get in the car with me? <laughs> I said, if we take him down to Myrtle Beach to all the beach bars. That would be something there. White hat, I said, oh, my God. It will be. He'll be back. He yeah. will be back. Yeah. So that's for the last comments I had with Terry. Terry Trying to get Gilligan to the beach. That's unbelievable. I thought. I think Dr. Bowman, my, uh, our, Dave my Bowman. gastroenterologist, uh, was good friends. He went to Bluefield State, I believe, or was from. He, he was high school teammates for the Bramwell Millionaires. With, with Terry Brown. With Terry Brown. That's exactly wow. right, because he yeah. did all my colonoscopies, and we would talk before I went under about Terry. He'd always ask about Terry Brown. Always hadn't talked about exactly like you, what a character he was. Dave Bowman. Yeah, I, I haven't talked to Dave. He's a good guy, though. Oh, great yeah. guy. Great guy. Now, what? let me ask you about a couple. Chris, think of a couple. Uh, how was Zimmerman from uh, AB? Was he a, was he a character? Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. On the court, he had one personality. Off the court, a different one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, he he would probably deny this, but I, I remember uh, he and I were friends. I always – He's a great coach, got along, but I remember during a game he's yelling at me. Right, I remember that game. He's yelling at me, <laughs> yeah. and it pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> next time I saw him, we were down Charles. I said, "Hey, what was the deal you yelling at me during the game?" He's like, "Wasn't yelling at you." I would never yell at you. I'm like, Could have sworn you were yelling at me, Greg. No, no. He, he's a very soft spoken guy when he's not oh, on the court. Yeah. He's an animal on the side, or when he was. Soft spoken, humble guy gets yeah. on the court, and he is. He's crazy. <laughs> he's very intense. Very good yeah. coach. 
But I, I, I just I think he's a Jekyll and Hyde personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris, you got any guys? Any coaches? Well, no, I'm just curious. Like what, what, what was or how is uh, your relationship with with Danny? Uh, Sancom, because you know those rivalries were so good, but you got the best of him on most nights, and those games were tremendous. And you know, uh, but I, I know your your record against Wheeling was was pretty damn good, and, and I know that had to just drive him crazy. Um, but yet, I mean, they were good. And yeah, he, he, oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. Danny's a great coach. I do. Uh, and there was some rivalry there. Yeah, and, and you know, it didn't bother me to have a little rivalry with Wheeling Jesuit. Next yeah, we had that coach, rivalry you know? going with Fairmont and Wheeling simultaneously. Almost yeah. remember that year that everybody oh, yeah. we were all in the top five in the nation. Oh, that, was that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, what great teams! That, that was, was unbelievable. Exciting stuff. We so, went. There was a two-year period. My last two years here, the three teams: Westlip, Wheeling, and Fairmont, went 104 and four against the other just teams in the wow. Just mm-hmm. absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Just and we lost two of them to Concord. They yeah, lost. right. Yeah, I mean the year that Fairmont was in the national championship, they only dropped two games, yeah. and that was us. You know, we got them twice. That that was a good three-way rivalry. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Uh, despite the fact, you know, maybe a little rivalry between Coach Sancom and myself, I respected him, and I thought we had great games against each other. Yeah. He's, done a, he's done a great job over it. Uh, Fantastic. Oh, yeah. that, that, that was about as good as our league had ever been. Oh, I mean, top-heavy yeah. at least. What, what's uh, what's your league like now? What's uh, what's it down there? I mean, is it – I don't I don't think there's any teams that are any better than that Wheeling – Fairmont, right. Wheeling Triangle, right? But it's way deeper. Okay, it's just yeah. so. Okay. so I mean, in all, it's. I mean, we had an incredible year last year. It's the first time anybody's ever gone undefeated. Right, in that amazing. And, yeah, you know, when I got down there, Barry had won the league with a record of fourteen and six the first wow. year, and was was in the national tournament, and, right. and, and was playing Northwest Missouri a close game, and they'd beaten Auburn in an exhibition game, <laughs> but they went fourteen and six in our league. Yeah. Um, it's it's just every single night if you have a bad game right no no off nights yeah huh? it's it's way deeper uh, but i i mean going back to that the last years i was here it's hard to find division two fairmont is oh, as talented it's as exceptional any team i'd seen they got guys in the g league off that incredible team, two or yeah. three yep uh haywood Heisman yeah. out of wheeling he's getting on nba team yeah he's, he's down there he's playing with the heat, <laughs> the heat yeah. exactly you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so the talent level was was incredible with the three teams there, yeah, but I, it, it's a different league in that there's more talent so at the bottom, of deeper the top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, have you started to develop any rivalries down there with uh, that Nova maybe previously didn't have? Who was their rival before you got there? I would have a hard time even guessing. They didn't have one. Yeah, okay, and, uh, but, you know, of course, again, they they were last in the league. Right, and, right, and right, right. Everybody likes them. Yeah, um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm trying to get some enemies, but I'm struggling right now. I, I'm working. I'll keep working. I'm doing my best. Keep uh, going 31 and 0. I'm sure you'll work 31 yeah, and 1. That'll, that'll probably do it. We, uh, had, we had one of the greatest cheap shots against one of our players by a St. Leo player. Wow. Uh, Chris, I'm, we went to St. Leo. Remember yeah, that when I'm coach was coaching coach, in yep. Westlake? Yeah. I mean, it, it went viral on national. Really? Oh, yeah. It was one of the worst cheap shots. A guy come up and sucker punch Nick Smith and Bob. Wow. During a game. Um, their president, who's an idiot, said uh, <laughs> something along the lines of, uh, well, I, well, it's okay to do that, basically. You know? hey. I said, no wonder they act that way. Jeez, so, yeah, kind of exactly. had it with St. Leo. I mean, basically, I just felt like they're a school that doesn't know wrong from right. right. You know, they, they, they have no moral compass. And I thought maybe with, with, with St. Leo, but I don't know. Not, not <laughs> as good as I'd like to have. You know, you, right, I, like, right. I kind of like that rivalry. Next to us, I got Jeff Price. Yeah, was, okay. Yeah, yeah, so he's down there now. Um, Pretty a good li- coach. A little bit, and he's brought in good talent, done a good yeah. job, but we're too good of friends. We need yeah. to do that. The, the coach down right below us at Barry, uh-huh. and that's the that would be our rival okay. team at yeah. Barry, but he's such a nice guy. He's right. also a good coach. Is that guy been there for a while? Was that the same guy that had been there for a good yeah, while? Okay. Na- yeah, he seemed like a good guy, yeah. They, uh, I, I looked at one time, the 11 teams in our league, either eight of the nine coaches had been to the National Elite Eight or Final wow, Four. Wow. Or yeah, it's, it's a lot of parody. Yeah. yeah. And, and I left here. I was the oldest coach in the Mountain East Conference. I'm like a kid down there. Uh, <laughs> these guys won't give up these jobs. Yeah, they're too, too good a weather, right? Too good a weather to <laughs> yeah, pass up. These, these guys are experienced. They're good coaches, and they, they like their jobs. And, and they're, yeah, they won't give them up. That's awesome. Um, you, so you you've developed kind of a professional uh, friendship with uh, Coach Spolstra at my at the Miami Heat, huh? How did that all start? Um, and yeah, you know, and not like we're we're talking on a regular basis right. or anything, but um, I I had done a podcast and and I was surprised when 
the, the gentleman I'd done the podcast with said, you know, would you, Coach Spolster would like one to give you a call, and yeah. would you care if I gave him your number? I'm like, <laughs> I can't see Eric Spolster bugging me. <laughs> Plus, you know, he's, he's like, uh, he's big time down there. Yeah. If you go down to Miami, and he, I think, I think he's an incredible coach. I do, too. I think he's a phenom in the NBA as a yes. coach. Um, and, and he has no ego, or he wouldn't be calling me. And it, it did surprise me. He said, uh, can we get together? I'm like, sure. And he said, well, we'll, we'll come up to your place. Wow. I bring a couple of my assistant coach come up to your place. And uh, I thought, we'll sit down for an hour and two in the video room, talk basketball, which is what he wanted to do. He'd had a year he was disappointed in. He's like, I want to change some things, just just getting some ideas and talking. And we sat there for five hours oh, and wow. talked basketball. Maybe the fastest five hours <laughs> that I've ever gone through. I learned so much from him because I know so little about the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. But things like, you know, what's the relationship with, you know, Pat Riley, you and mm-hmm. Pat Riley, Pat Riley and the players. Who who decides who, you know, who trades players? Yeah. And, and you know, your, your relationship with, with the players. and Because he's one of the few guys that's, he is in control. He, yeah. you know, the players don't run the show. He runs the show. But yet, he still maintains that player-coach easy yeah, relationship. Yeah, he's done a great job of that. Uh, it seems like the players do respect him. You don't see the Heat having a lot of uh, off-the-court type stuff very often. They had, right? a, they had a Jimmy Butler uh, This year, year, yeah, but that Jimmy Butler has I a lot. I think that was almost like fake. Just right, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And then you forgot about it a couple weeks later, yep. You know, and for a small-town guy like me, to, to meet Eric Spolster and talk to him and meet Brad Stevens that year and talk to him <laughs> – or two guys I didn't know. It was an honor. But after meeting them, you know, not to talk politics here, but I thought, yeah. these are the guys that should be running the country. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. These Hell guys yeah. are incredible leaders. They have, they know right from wrong. Common yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. They, they know how to lead people and get along with people. Uh, yeah, but we can't get people like that in politics. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I remember thinking, you know, because we were struggling so much with the division in, in politics, yeah. I thought right. – can these guys run the country? Because <laughs> yeah. they could do it. Please, oh, yeah. I'll vote for them right now. Coach, uh, t- just changing uh, gears here a minute, and you know, there's just so much talk now about the NIL and the portal. What, what, are, what are your thoughts? As, and I'm really interested to hear the transfer portal. What, what, what are your thoughts about it, and how has it affected your guys possibly leaving, and then you go in and trying to get guy? Do you are you a fan of this? No, de- definitely not a fan. But it, it's it is the wave of, the, of what's yeah. going on now, and probably the future, and kind of a perfect storm between the transfer portal and, and then the extra years everybody has with COVID. Yeah. There's so many guys that are already graduated and can go wherever they want. Yeah. Um, the NCAA lightening up rules on transferring, seeing out Division One. Yeah. The NLI thing hits. It's a, it's a perfect storm for. The wild, wild west. That's, that's yes. what you call it. We man. call it that a lot up here, it. Yep. and it is, and yep. it yeah. is, and every conversation because there's so much communication between other coaches now. It seems like we're about transferring whatever, and it, it, the conversation always goes usually to NLI, and, and because it's taken over Division One big time players. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and talking with Chris earlier, it's, it's hit the mid majors this year too. I'm talking to uh, High Point or Towson State. And they're losing, you know, their players to maybe picking up a forty or fifty thousand dollar NLI wow. somewhere at a bigger school. Their best players, and you know, Miami didn't make any bones about it when they signed the guard from Kansas State. And they said, you know, that one gentleman is that this is who Saban referred to. Yeah, he paid him. Yeah, you know, he's he's oh, paying one hundred ten athletes at Miami. Yeah. all yep. of them. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we're going to give him eight hundred grand, four hundred a year. Yeah. And you know, then they have a player who's. Isaiah Wong, oh, Wong is, yeah. is a good ACC, probably yeah. a first or second yep. team, and he said, "Well, I'm only getting 100 grand." Yeah. And uh, and the guy said, "Okay, we'll give you 400 grand." Unbelievable. Yeah. And and yeah, you know, I've read when like a, a wide receiver from Pitt goes to Southern Cal, yeah. picked yep. up a huge contract. Yeah, they're poaching these guys from yeah. from rosters across the country. And you can do it now. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. With guys yep. graduating, you combine that with it's okay to do it now. I was reading. For whatever reason, I don't know why I was going through the rosters. They're having the, the basketball tournament now. The right, TBT, TBT yeah, yeah. And I, they had the the list of every single guy playing in it. Mm-hmm. And every guy there it had their school they played at, and they've all played at three schools. Yeah, right, yeah. I noticed that three, too. It's like, Lots of multiple guys, yeah, school guys. Yeah, you just go yeah. from school to school. And, you know, for the first time, you know, I've had a couple of players leave in my tenure at West Liberty. I remember, I remember sitting down with, with Bo Justice, who was a great player. Right. 
And obviously good enough to be playing 40 minutes a game. Yeah. But when he walked in and said, yeah, I, I want to play more. And, and I said, well, there's Brady Arnold, Devin Hurd, David uh, Dennis, uh, yeah. Dan Monteroso, Clay Giazza. It's, yeah. it's, it's just going to be difficult. Right. You're going to play. But, you know, it was a tough thing for that. But, you know, for the first time I had Sekou Silla and R.J. Sunahara walk in my, in my office and say, I really like you, coach. I like this players. I, I love the squad. I love everything about this. But – yeah. This is the nature of the beast. Uh, they've got Division One schools calling them wow. and contacting, saying, "We want you to come to a Division One school." And next year, it'll hit me because it not only be Division One, it'll be Division One with an NL. So, so it, you think it's kind of a chain reaction where the bigger schools are poaching off of the mid majors, and then the mid majors are poaching off of you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. If you talk to all the mid majors, you talk to High Point and Towson, they'll tell you our best players are in jeopardy of going to yeah. Virginia or when I went to Oklahoma so State. I wonder how programs like that are going to be able to sustain. I mean, just keep trying to take guys from they'll you, take, probably. Take yes. And I was told two years ago by a couple of Division One coaches, they said your your players are on everybody's radar. Yeah right now right and, and yeah. i have a good young team right now and only two of them will yokum being one of them that will be actually lose eligibility this year yeah. i'll be right. back for at least a couple of years but now it's about keeping your team intact you know we, we have guys that really really care about each other which is right. probably the best thing we've got going on uh and hopefully yeah you that'll can build keep a them program. around yep because you guys you were all here with me at west liberty yep. and saw Guys grow together and become right. good teams. Yeah. You know, and, and that definitely helps. Do, do yeah. you think? Do you think it's hurting a fan base as far as like people getting trying to get to know the players and then they're there one year and they're gone? You know, and they, they, they after a while you think I, 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 I can't even get to know the players. You know, it's it like, should. Yeah, I, I'm, I wonder about that because people are funny. It's like they are. Are you cheering for the uniform only? Right. Uh, I mean, but I, I think it should. I cheer. When I get to know players, when I start watching basketball games, I watch the game for and decide who I want. I, I want players I like right. and I yep. know. And well, you know. we would have been crushed back in the day if Shane Maynard would have gotten a you yeah. know left right. to, know. to in the portal yeah. or Bailey yeah, Seager Bonifant. I mean, yeah, Seager would have left. Yeah, I would have crushed the uh, right. the people that have rooted for them for. To, and gotten to know them out in the bars with them or wherever, what? hanging out. What? 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 Yeah, no. <laughs> the bars, they come yeah, in players pick, up, drink. pick up their food. <laughs> right. You mean yeah. at the family dinners. Pick up their food. <laughs> but just getting to know them, and then all of a sudden, they just, and it's not all their fault, really. They're just sort of going to. We're, we're, we're crossing that line right now at Nova Southeastern, where our players have been there long enough, and now we're getting fans. I, I felt like our biggest fan base was through our employees. Yeah. Now, the students come and go. But, you know, Matt, you look back yeah. at all the people that work there. That oh, were great. I was going to ask you about Fall that. Fall in love yeah. with it. And, and Nova is the biggest employer in Broward County, and yeah. we're starting to get the regulars there. That's really cool. You know, and they love the players, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah. almost like you know, That's the, it. the McGee's are feeding them up here at the right. church. Yeah. We're starting to get that down there yep. for the first time ever. That's really, yeah. really cool. And I'm it, sure it, that they are, they're just thrilled. Yeah. The people, the administrators and such at the school, I'm sure, are really excited about that because that was an added thing that was really – You didn't really – you know, you just take it for granted. I always used to tell people, don't take that stuff for granted because yeah. you don't know how long it'll last. Well, we don't want to lose it, and I don't want players to leave like a Sigurd Bonifant. What if he would have left? Yeah. He'd have broke people's heart. And, oh. and, and even, you know, R.J. Sunahar was looking at leaving us this year, and 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 I, I took a different approach. I basically, you know, I told him the truth. I don't want you to leave. I'm right. going to miss you as a player. I'm going to miss you personally. Right. Right. And, and Sekou Silla, who left, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to miss him more personally than I do as a coach. I really <laughs> yeah. right. liked him, yeah. and I, I, I think that's part of it. And I, I don't want players to leave for that reason. I want yeah. that bond to be with us. I want it to be with our fans. And you know, going back to your question, Mark, I, I just feel like. How do fans cheer for hired guns that come in all the time? Yeah, you know? right. I, I, we have we have two guys coming in off the transfer portal, which is unusual for us. But I feel like they're such blend players. Thomas Murphy and Will Yoakum are right. likable Very. guys, yeah. and I I signed those guys ahead of the guys that I thought. Right. I don't know if our fans will, will, will like. And this Thomas guy. Murphy, he's coming in from Vermont. Is that where he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So pretty pretty successful D one kid, and yeah, so, I think he looks like a good fit for you. Yeah. Six-year junior. Yeah, you yeah. got to love that. I, I he's, that's he's coach's already, he, dream. He, he's already got his master's that's degree. That's he's wonderful. Already completed his undergrad. So you get him for two years, and wow. he's got two years left. I, I don't even know how it works anymore. <laughs> now, now, do you think, and and uh, we're probably getting close to wrapping it up, do you think a national championship, obviously that's your ultimate goal. I know that. Do you think it's 
within reach this year for you? Yeah, I do. I, I thought it was last year too. Uh-huh. You know, if you get to the lead eight and get hot, anything can happen yeah, there. Right. Um, Coach, you once told me one time, to, just to, not, not to interrupt, but uh, you once told me one time that you thought at the Elite Eight a couple of the times that we made it back in the West Liberty days that you thought if they played that tournament over again, it would be an entirely different winner because yeah. you thought that the teams, probably six of the eight could have won it almost every time we were there. So yeah. it goes to what you're saying. It's like that. I thought Northwest Missouri was the exception the last couple uh-huh. of years. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. yes. They stepped up with a stronger team yeah. than everybody else. Outside of them, anybody could have won. Yeah, right. Anybody could have won it. They were the odds-on favorite almost. Yeah. But so normally, yeah, and, and we could win it. But I feel like of the 315 teams, I think there's probably 25 teams that could win it. Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, there's probably 250 that can't win it. Right. Oh, well, no, that's <laughs> yeah. reality. They know yeah. that. <laughs> but there's a lot of teams, whether it's 20 or 25 or 30 teams could win it. We're in that group. Good. You know, I, We'll be rated high, though I don't see how, but we've lost three great players, but we'll be rated high preseason. I, I feel really good about our team coming back, both as, as players and, and, and as also the kind of guys I want to coach. Good. Yeah. Good. Hey, Coach, so when you come back up this way, uh, is there anything food-wise that you like to stop and get when you're back in town? <laughs> I'm a regular at the barbecues, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I ran to Dalton Bowling oh, yeah. two years ago up at the uh, – the par three they have the barbecue yeah oh yeah that's good stuff yeah and i hadn't seen him in years and the first thing he says like i just knew if i ever ran into you again <laughs> being a barbecue, barbecue. Like, yeah. that's great yeah now i remember that going on some of the trips down to carolinas and stuff i know you're a big yeah. barbecue guy have you guys done any uh well you guys are kind of the destination travel spots so you probably get all your out of conference teams wanting to come down and play you have you gone on any interesting trips nah, like we used to we're, we're starting the season out next year a week early uh so that's small college. They try to bring in the best eight teams they can in the country. Oh. We are going to play Alabama. It's in Orlando. Okay. And uh, Northwest Missouri State will be there and Queens and uh, all good teams. Yeah. We're, we're playing Alabama-Huntsville, who's definitely going to be yes. a top right, three right, team right, next yeah. year, and Dallas Baptist, who has been a top yeah. 20 team for the last five years. So we'll play those two teams right off the bat in oh. Orlando. Um, kind of a tough good way to test. start the season. Outside of that, we're going to bring teams down. We got UPJ coming down this year. Oh, okay. Out of, out right. of this area, we made. You know, I guess is, is, is Ruka Vina still coaching there? He is. He is. Wow, he is. I haven't yeah. kept up, but and he's and he's a great. guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a really fun dude. But we have we've uh, Jordan Fee does the scheduling and does yeah. the the bulk of it as always. But he, you know, supposedly he's. I've told him ask every team in the Mountain East Conference and every team in Pennsylvania Conference, every team from Ohio, <laughs> we'll play them home and home. If, if you'll right. come to Fort Lauderdale, we'll come to no. Central West Virginia. How come you? I, I, I think they're winning that deal. I do. <laughs> How come are they winning? Hook something up with Ben. We've made the offer, you know, and uh, I, I'll tell you, it was what's kind of funny about that because my first thought was like, you know, West Lib is good, and you know, playing up here with 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 a fan base like like you guys are tough for us to come up here and win. Though we could, um, but we could lose too. And tough for me to come back here and get my butt beat back here in, 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 in my <laughs> home area. <laughs> yeah. But my wife made a comment one time. She says, you know, how do you do you think the fans would want to see that? I said, yeah, I do. I think yeah. they want to oh, see the game. Oh, my goodness. She goes, don't you feel like you owe the fans something? I was like, I owe them a ton. So yet she changed my mind. I said, you know something? I'll play. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Coach, so most probably everybody would be rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I think that'd be a game where everyone would go home happy regardless right, exactly. of the outcome <laughs> right. most of the time. Oh, that's well, Coach, I, do, I want to ask you one other question. Uh, going back, I mean, the way the game has changed and evolved, do you like the way the game is played compared to back in the day? I mean, every, with just the reliance on the three-point shot and the, the individualism, not so much in the college game, but I, I, I find it hard to even watch an NBA game just the way it's – Guys don't even get up and down the court, and the guys are already jacking up at three, and it's just—it's it, harder to watch for yeah. me personally. I don't—I don't like. It. I was just curious your thoughts. Well, you're on like that. me, you know. I'll, I'll pick and choose games, but all of a sudden, when I see a team playing a game where they've got five guys playing together, mm-hmm. and I've yeah. seen it. You know, sometimes I've caught Gonzaga on the team. I thought, wow, they look like a team. You know, mm-hmm. there's yes. a there's a chemistry issue there, and you know, I, I follow those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough not to get into that mold yourself. You know? Oh, right. And, and I well, have felt that way with my own teams. You know, we're, we're getting too much individual. We're not making each other better. And, you know, the only thing that I felt like that we've continued to do, and I feel it's been a secret for West Liberty when I was there and still is, they play a little bit harder than other teams do. Yes. And I yeah. think 
that all that lends itself as a fan to me. Absolutely, I'll, I'll forgive a lot for guys who just play hard. Totally, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's probably even more than sometimes the teamwork or the three point shooting. I want guys that are out there just playing as hard as they possibly can. Show a lot of heart, you know, yeah. in the game. I, I can watch that. Right. Yeah, your teams have never lacked effort, coach, and that's another one of the great things about you. Somehow you bring it out in these guys. It's it's quite quite remarkable. Thank so you. you guys got anything else for no, coach? Or? No, I just uh, I really remember fun. the old him kicking my butt in racquetball. I still have horrible. <laughs> I don't mem- remember that. Horrible uh, memories of that man kicking my and Herb's ass. That was awful. Uh, I still have I horrible memories. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Coach, you, you still playing any tennis? Pickleball. I'm playing Just a lot. Of, I'm playing a lot of tennis. Okay. Uh, oh, you're playing tennis. I'm dude. playing at uh, on the clay courts center all year long. Yeah, beautiful. At least two Weather. two times a week. At That's least. great. And That's great. I, I am great. playing pickleball too. The the craze is in down <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah, that is really pickleball is great though. You, you have never heard trash talking in basketball like jordan fee and devin her on a pickleball court. <laughs> <laughs> i like, love this during that. live they are just yelling at each other that's constantly yeah, yeah well we appreciate you coming coach yeah. thank, thank you, you for coach. the time it's been a blast we'll be yep. following you and uh hopefully you can call in one day uh when you're on a on like a 20 game winning streak and <laughs> tell us about it and uh we appreciate you coming up and spending some time with us and uh we wish you the best of luck take your pine room gear back to uh florida with you and uh you know promote the pine room down there uh, i really appreciate it. it's great being back here with yeah. you guys again yep. yeah thanks coach thank you coach. thanks everybody for listening to the pine room podcast with uh coach crutchfield and uh best of luck to nova southeastern this season and thanks to job our uh producer, job, our, our wonderful producer, birthday producer on his birthday and uh we appreciate it yeah it was fun thank you. yep thanks, thanks everybody thanks, coach thank you Coolers are empty, the food's all gone, and the games are over. But that's all right. There's always next week. Follow us on social media to keep up to date with future shows and send any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss to contact at thepineroompodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you here next time in The Pine Room.